We hope you're blessed and encouraged by the following study from Calvary Chapel, Elmani. It's our simple prayer that you would grow stronger and deeper in an intimate and personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Should you have any questions, please feel free to contact us here at Calvary Chapel, Elmani. February is a busy month for my family and I. We have birthdays, we have anniversaries, and we have what, what's coming up, Valentine's Day, right? Did you know approximately 150 million Valentine cards go out around this time? It's crazy. It's the second holiday. It's the most popular um, card, I guess, exchanging holiday, second from Christmas. According to the National Retail um, Federation, consumers are expected to spend $147 on Valentine gifts and $41 to buy flowers on average. U.S. consumers are projected to spend almost $20 billion on Valentine's presents. All you husbands, did you get your Valentine's gifts? Are you part of that statistic? I know I am. But um, this was interesting, too. Um, Domingo Mendez, he's a UPS air cargo manager. He said this year UPS is moving 506... 560,000 boxes of flowers. That's more than 8 million dozens of roses that will be shipping through UPS. I'm glad I'm on vacation and I'm not working right now. But, um, you know, we have this holiday coming up and, you know, God was just, uh, I was taking my, my daughter to the doctors and I was on my way back and I saw a text from Manny and he asked, hey, can you share? And I was like hesitant. And then, like, I was like, Lord, you want me to go up there? You know, you want me to serve? And then, boom, just like three points just came to mind. And that doesn't usually happen, you know? And so I'm like, okay, I guess this is it, right? And so if you're taking notes, three um, points we'll be going over is how God loves us, how we're to love God, and how we're to love others. And so I was just thinking about this whole, you know, Valentine's holiday coming up and just thinking like, why do we even celebrate Valentine's Day? And how did it even come about? What are the origins of Valentine's Day? Has anyone studied that or looked that up? It's pretty interesting when, when you think about it. Um, I learned something, you know, I kind of knew but didn't, you know, fully know. But um, Valentine's is actually, I guess it's supposed to, I don't know if it says it on the calendar, but it's supposed to say, it says Saint. Valentine, right, who was a Christian. He was a Roman priest at a time where the emperor, um, Claudius II, was um, emperoring. And so um, Claudius had this um, idea, this, this idea of if a man is married, then he wasn't a good soldier. And so what he did was he pretty much banned um, the people from getting married. So what Valentine's did was um, he started marrying people in secret. And so eventually he gets caught, you know, marrying people. And then they end up, uh, I think they stoned him. And then um, eventually they decapitated him. But that's crazy, huh? And did you know his head? I mean, you've seen that movie Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepper. Anybody? My wife loves that movie. Um, his head is actually in the movie. So if you, yeah, his actual skull is uh, in the movie. I thought that was interesting. But um, 
you know, this guy, he, he stood up for, for marriage, and um, it's not a lot is told about him. But I looked up, and I, I, I found this uh, story interesting where he was locked up in jail, and uh, one of the... the um, one of the judges I think who was going to judge him was his daughter was blind. So Valentine's prayed over um, the the girl and I guess she got healed. And he wrote a letter to her, you know, I guess as time went by and he uh, signed it sincerely your Valentine's. And that's how, you know, we get Valentine's and this whole Valentine's thing. We blame him now that we have to go and get chocolate and flowers and spend all this money right now, I'm just playing. But um, the Lord was just ministering to me is um, how he loves us. There's that song by David Crowder, Oh, How He Loves Us. We sing it, you know, so many times. And just to think that um, there's some people when it comes to maybe this um, holiday or this time of the, this, the year, you feel unloved. You feel like nobody loves me. But God loves you. He loves us so much. And when I was thinking about, you know, writing letters, I usually don't write letters to my wife. I might text her. Does that count? Does that count as a letter? But I I usually don't write letters. And I know some dudes do, and that's cool. You know, maybe one day I'll be there. But um, God wrote a letter for humanity, for the world, and it's the Bible. He wrote this love letter to us to tell us who he is and um, what he's like. And so if you guys would open up to 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to be going through um, just, you know, a few scriptures regarding love. There's uh, four different um, words for in the Greek language for love, and the main ones are there's two of them, which are uh, phileo, which is like a brotherly love, and then agape, which is um, a sacrificial love. That's the, the love that, that God loves us with. So in 1 John um, chapter 4, verse 9, again, the first point is how God loves us. It says, And this, and this the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might that we might live through him in verse 10 it says in this love not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins did i say that right propitiation i got it mixed up i'm sorry so we see right here that john is telling us that it wasn't us who who loved God first it was him who loved us. And that's so cool because um, I don't know how to love. I don't know if you guys, if that's something that's natural to some people. But for me, um, I, I see with my kids and I see with my wife, um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to love. And I need God's love. I need him to show me how to love. I need to spend time with him. And so we see that even when, when we were enemies of God in Romans uh, 5, 8, it says that, but God demonstrated his own love towards us in, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So when you think about that, 
At one point in our lives, all of us here, including myself, had spit in God's face, so to speak. We rejected him. We said, we don't want nothing to do with you. I want to live my own life. And, um, and I know I, I've, I've felt that way. And God said, yeah, but I still love you. Almost like I could kind of picture it maybe like a, um, a relationship between a parent and a child. You know, my kids sometimes are sinners. And I know you see them running around here. They get on that drum and they hit it. But I love them. And even if, you know, there was a, a situation with, um, with one of my sons where I said, you know, I'm disappointed, but I still, I still love you. And I see that, like, when you read through the Bible, it's the same thing with God, is that, you know, we might disappoint him, but he still loves us. He's, there's, the, there's that forgiveness. And so maybe around this time in February, you're kind of like, well, I don't have my, my sweetheart or I don't have, um, you know, whatever it might be that the world tells us that we have to have around this time. Know that God's available and he's right there saying, will you be my sweetheart? And it's beautiful. And that's something that God was just ministering to me again because around this time I, I get uh, sidetracked you know, I'm like, okay, do I get these kind of flowers? Um, uh, is the retreat paid for? Um, her birthday's here. You know, different, different distractions. And the Lord was reminding me, um, just put me, put me first. My son, he was um, running in the hallway. And um, the board, um, I don't know what you call it. Maybe Gabe can help me out. You know, Gabe, when the floor from the, I guess, kitchen goes into the bedroom, and then there's that little board, what's that called? That thing. Okay. So my son, Malachi, he's the one that's usually screaming around here. He yanked that thing off the floor. He pulled it off the floor, right? And so what I would do is I would see it, and I'd just walk by and just put it back and just put it back. So today, Nathan was running. And he tripped, and when he tripped, a nail was sticking up, and the nail went right in his hand. Boom. And just, he started bleeding. And so my wife, she gets up, and we, you know, she puts the rubbing alcohol, and he screams, and then, you know, the Band-Aid. But then the Lord was just reminding me, that's what I did for you, that nail. You know, and so then I was, I'm not a handy guy, seriously, I'm not. I could barely hold a hammer. And um, the nail was sticking out. Some over there yanking it, you know, trying to yank it and pull it out. All the kids are around me. And so I finally did it, but just, just thinking that's what God did for us. That's how much he loves us. He loves us so much that even when we rejected him, even when we didn't want anything to do with him, he would lay his life down. You know, it's almost like if... Um, you know, there's some people in your lives that might irritate you, right? If you know what I mean. And we might irritate them. And uh, it's like if somebody was shooting a gun and you ran and jumped in front of that person that maybe you just, you know, have tension with sometimes. And you take the bullet. That's 
what God has done for us. And so that's what, you know, John is just saying right here that um, God, the reason why we can love God is because God loved us first. It's amazing when somebody shows you love, isn't it? Um, We're talking about potlucks, right? And I love when um, somebody cooks a good meal. Isn't it cool when somebody cooks a good meal? And then you kind of like, okay, well, maybe I'll bring dessert, right? Because they brought you something. So it's just kind of like an example of God. Because he loved us first, it's almost natural to want to love him back because he's so good to us. Um, If you would... Turn to Matthew 22, verses 34 through 39. So the first point was how God loves us. Did you know love is the number one um, topic in music, no matter what genre it is? Well, I don't know techno, because techno is kind of just all beat, right? So I don't know if if that can be like a love... uh, topic song but yeah I looked that up that love is the number one um, song uh, type of um, song topic for a song and so we see right here in Matthew 22 34 through 39 it says but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees they gathered together then one of them a lawyer asked him a question testing him and saying teacher what is the great commandment in the law Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So point number two, if you're taking notes, would be how we're to love God. We seek God first. So we see that God first uh, loves us, and so now we respond um, to his love. In John fourteen fifteen, Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Later on in verse 21 of John 14, he says, He who has my commandment and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. You know, Jesus had told his disciples, Uh, They will know that you are of me by the way um, you love. And so there we are. We we see that God loves us. And then our natural reaction is to, to love him back, to spend time with him. And as I was spending time with him, that's when he was ministering to me that I need to love people. Which would, we'll come that we'll come back to that later in, in point number three, but without spending time with the Lord, you won't experience that. You know, without spending time with the Lord, you won't hear you won't you won't hear what He hears. You won't see how He sees. Like you know, sometimes I'm walking in Almani, and um, or driving in Almani. Depending. And sometimes I could look at somebody and I might just kind of like, man, they look all messed up, right? Or I can be like, man, I hope they don't ask me for money, right? And I'm just being honest with you. These are things that, that I, I do think. And then the Lord reminds me, 
That's not the way you're supposed to look at, at people because that's not the way I look at them. God looks at them with love and compassion. And so instead of saying, I hope they don't ask me for money or maybe, you know, I hope they don't talk to me or give them a dirty look, maybe I should smile and say, hey, you want a taco? I'm right here at King Taco, you know? And that's the way um, God works. And the only way we'll, we'll, we'll be like that or, or get that heart is if we spend time with him. And I'm thankful that, you know, the Lord did all the work. You know, this isn't to get like extra brownie points with God or anything. You know, um, we can't, there's nothing we can do, you know, to make God love us less. And there's nothing we can do to make God love us more. He loves us, period. And, um, when you think about that, when you think about who, who you are, because I know, I think like who I am, why would God love me? Or why would God love you? But the Bible says that's who he is. And in First John, it says that God is love. That's who he is. And so maybe, you know, you're in the same boat as, as I am sometimes where you're kind of struggling with this whole love thing. You know, to love uh, sacrificially. My my um, son, he's funny. He'll um, he thinks he's doing a good thing, so he'll he'll leave like just a little bit of milk, and the milk carton, right, or plastic gallon thing, whatever. Or he'll make he'll leave like a little bit of cereal. So I'm walking into the refrigerator or the you know, trying to pour, pour some cereal, and I'm thinking I'm all cool. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna have some cereal. And then I pour it, and then it's gone. And I'm like, what happened? And he's like, oh, um, I, I just had some, but I left you some. And I was like, you didn't leave me anything. You know, you, you, it was nothing. And so I told him, you know what, you got you to gotta live like sacrificial, sh- sacrificially and sacrifice that little bit, you know, that milk for me, you know. And um, he's kind of like, what? But it's the other way around, right? I'm thinking, man, I want that, that milk or I want that last pizza. And man, this guy, he's, you know, he's getting older and he's eating a lot more pizza. And so I'm just like, I'm getting mad or frustrated because of what he's doing. But yet it's the same exact thing that I want to do. You know what I'm saying? And so... God's just been saying, you got to just put me first, seek me, and then others, and then yourself. And so, again, we see that um, how God loves us. He demonstrated his love. Nobody can, um, can argue that. You can't argue the way God has demonstrated his love. You can take God to court, and you can see if there's evidence we know that there's evidence that there is um, once a man. There was once a man named Jesus of Nazareth, and I'm talking about outside of the Bible. There's archaeological evidence. There's uh, geographical evidence, historical evidence. There's evidence that Jesus lived, and there's evidence that he died on the cross. And so he made it clear. He demonstrated his love towards us. 
that sacrificial love. So again, the natural tendency is to, to love somebody, to love somebody back. So point number three would be um, how we're to love um, others. And so in Matthew, if you guys would turn to Matthew chapter 5, these are, uh, I guess, what's known as the Beatitudes, right? This is where we kind of get our, our attitude in check. And Jesus, he just, uh, he's a radical teacher. You know, when the disciples are hearing him, when the Pharisees are hearing him, whoever's hearing Jesus at this point in, in history, they're tripping out. So he says right here, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That's pretty crazy, huh? Because what's the natural tendency to do? If somebody was to come and slap you in your face, what would you want to do? Turn the other cheek, right? No. I would want to slap them back. But that's not the Jesus way. That's not what Jesus would, would say to do. He would say to turn the other cheek. I remember one guy said, well, what if I got slapped on both cheeks? Then what do I do? Can I slap him back? I don't know. But... Jesus is saying, you know, to bless those and love your enemies. That's pretty difficult. You know, when somebody um, does something wrong to you, to love them. And so maybe here, you know, somebody's done something wrong to you, and it's hard to, to love them. Ask the Lord to help you. One of the candidates who are uh, running for president, I thought this was interesting. He quoted one of the Proverbs where it says, maybe you guys can help me out. I'm going to paraphrase it, where he says, um, the Bible says that um, if somebody does something bad to you, do something good to them because it's like putting hot coals on their head, right? There we go. Right? He quoted that because I guess they were talking trash about him. So he said, you know what, I'm not going to go that route because this is what the scripture says. And he quoted the scripture. It was on Fox News. It was pretty cool. So um, that's what, what Jesus tells us to do. You know, when, um, when this happens, you know that God's getting a hold of your heart and my heart because it's not natural. It's, un, it's unnatural to love somebody who does something wrong for you, wrong to you. And then he goes on, and um, in verse 46, he says, For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the, ta the, the tax collectors do the same? So in other words, he's challenging them, and he's challenging us. We're to be different, right? We're to be different. Now, at work, um, I hope nobody from work is listening, but they probably know already. It can be challenging working with, with people, um, especially in management. Um, with UPS, there's usually like that union and management, you know, um, friction. And, and um, I guess, you know, 
unions aren't too bad. It's a bittersweet, but it um, there's there's friction, and sometimes you feel like that manager is 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 after you, and maybe he is, or maybe he's not. Whatever the case may be, um, this is where I find myself challenged the most, where I feel like somebody's against me. I want to go home, and then they tell me, "No, you're going to work longer." Um, to me, I feel like, well, why? You know, I, I, I did my work. Why do I need to go help, you know, somebody else? They're lazy. That's what I say. And I tell them, those are lazy workers. But I shouldn't. I should just say, all right, you want to give me overtime? That's cool. I'm just playing. No, I should just be like, God, help me to endure this and help me to, to be a light in this situation because I feel like this this manager or this supervisor is like my enemy. And so he says to do good, to good to do good towards them. So maybe there's somebody in your life, you know, I don't know. I'm just being open and sharing with you that these are some situations that I find myself in. And um and the Lord is just saying, um, when you're in this celebration of of love, um, let's celebrate God's love, and let's celebrate God's love His way, not my way. In John 13, verse 34, uh, Jesus says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also, that you also love one another. And then in, in chapter 15, verse 12, He says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Would you guys agree that without Jesus, you cannot love anybody? Cool, so we're in the same boat. Without Jesus, we can't love anybody. Do you guys find it difficult or hard to love people? It seems like it's the closer, the close people, huh, to you that sometimes it's difficult to to love. And that's why I'm glad we're having this retreat, you know, because my wife and I, we need a retreat. We need to to just, and I'm pretty sure there's other, you know, couples out there who need a retreat and just, you know, get away. And maybe... You know, for those who aren't married, the Lord is encouraging you to retreat and just spend some time, you know, to spend some time with Him. Um, lately, I guess kind of to my shame, I've been sleeping in a little. But um, this morning, I woke up early, like if I was going to go to work. And so I'm up. My wife's like, what are you doing awake? You're going to be tired the rest of the day. She was right. I fell asleep, but, you know, I got up, and um, it was about six something in the morning, spending time with the Lord, and then my, my son, Nathan, he comes out, and he's crying, and he's all, Dad, did you hear that? And I'm all, what? He's all, those guys, they have bones on them, and they're, they're chanting, they're singing, and I was all, what? I thought, like, maybe it was a neighbor's throwing a party or something, right? 
but I'm just kind of like, and he's he's crying, he's crying. He's like, yeah, they're it's scary. They're they're scary, and they're they're singing, they're singing. And I was just like, well, I don't know, but you know, we better put some worship music on. And so we did, and um, just you know, the Lord was reminding me that we're in a battle. You know, we're in a spiritual battle, and that spiritual battle is to love people and to even even that battle of accepting God's love. Have you ever received a gift where you thought, man, this is kind of expensive. I don't know if I want to receive it. Has anyone experienced that? Because I never have. If you guys want to give me an expensive gift, go for it. I'll take it. I've never experienced that. But you know what I mean? Have you heard people where they're like, oh, I can't take that? And some people out there are like that with God. They think that it's it's too it's too easy or it's too like it's too legit, you know, to be true. It's too good to be true, right? But we read his poem, the Bible, it is true. God does love us. And so if you're here and you're thinking, man, I can't ex- I can't accept that gift. Accept it. God is is reaching out almost like a, a Valentine, um, you know, sweetheart saying, I'll give you my heart and give me your heart and we can um, be together. We can be together. And so when I think of, of Valentine's Day, when I think around, you know, February, um, you know, pray for me. Because again, like I was sharing with you, it, it does become distracting. I'm, I'm constantly like distracted and I have to ask God to help me. And I'm just glad that he brought me back to this of it's, it's because he first loved us that we get to love him. It's almost like a domino effect. You guys ever lined up dominoes and you push one domino down and then it just, they all fall down? That's how it works. God first and then you're responding to that love that God's, um, given to you, and then you give it to others. You know, um, my one of my sons, he said, Dad, isn't it cool when you give something to somebody and you help them? And I was thinking, like, what are you talking about? I, yeah, that's it is cool, right? When Like during Christmas and you see somebody open up a gift, and he's only, how old is he? Sorry, I get mixed up with the numbers. I think he's four. I think he's four. And he told me this. He said, isn't it cool when you give something to somebody and you help them? And I said, yeah, it is. And I said, and isn't it cool when somebody gives you something and they help you? It is cool, right? And just hearing, like, you know, the Bible says, out of the mouth, out of the mouth of babes, God is using um, my kids to, to minister to me. And so I was like, okay, there's no, I don't believe in, in, in coincidence. I don't know if some of you might. I, I don't. I, I believe that uh, God has everything planned, and he has it planned for a reason. And so maybe you're here tonight, and you're thinking, man, I wish Manny was here. I don't want to get up right now because it might be a little rude. I'm in the same boat with you. I wish Manny was here too. 
But you might be here and you might just be feeling so alone. So lonely. I remember feeling that way. It's about 11 years ago, 10 years ago. I remember being in a room filled with people. It was smoky in there because there was a lot of smoke going on. Loud music. And I just felt like I was alone. I felt like I couldn't hear the music. I felt like I couldn't hear anything. And so maybe you're, you're in, that, in that boat and God is just saying that he loves you. And that no matter what you've done, no matter what you said, because I know, I'm pretty sure you guys said some crazy things in your life. You've done some crazy things in your life. He's asking, will you be my valentine, so to speak? And so it's just something that you got to you got to um, deal with between you and God. And then for others here, I'd venture to say, God's telling you, I know so-and-so is hard to live with. I know so-and-so gets on your nerves. But love them. There's a book that Chuck Smith wrote. It's called uh, Love the More Excellent Way. I encourage you, if you guys haven't read it, Pick it up. It's, it's a good book. And even just thinking, you know, Chuck had the same struggle. It was his wife who had the heart for the hippies. It wasn't him at first. He used to look down upon them. And his wife used to ask him, can you dr- drive us by the beach? And, um, and he, he would be like, again? And they would pray. She would be praying for the hippies. And thank God she did. And thank God, God softened his heart because we're, I guess, kind of like the, the fruit or the product of that movement here in this building. It's amazing when you think about it. And so, it's kind of weird that proverb, huh? Do something nice to them because then it'll hurt them. You know, it's kind of weird, huh? If you do something nice to them, you kind of hurt them. But it's, again, a poetic thing that uh, Solomon was saying. So I encourage you, you know, just in closing, spend time with the Lord. I know you have your wife and your husband, maybe your fiancé, Maybe you're single. Either, either wherever you're at, make a date with Jesus. Make a date with him. Um, it would be kind of funny um, if I made a date with my wife and it was only for like five minutes or ten minutes. I'm, All right, honey, bye. Spend some time like you would um, maybe with your child or with, um, or with your spouse. Spend some good time with him, and you're going to see he's going to do a a work in your life. He's going to change your heart because we're all under construction. I like that the men, um, I I don't know if, if Henry, if you guys still have the, the, um, what's that thing called you hang up on the wall, banner? 
if you still have the banner and it says men under construction or construction, right? I like that because we're all under construction. God's doing a different work um, in your life and my life. And so this Valentine's Day, make Jesus, I guess your Valentine's, spend time with him. Husbands, spoil your wives. Wives, spoil your husbands. We hope you were encouraged by this study. If you have any questions, please call us at Calvary Chapel El Monte at air code 626-454-3414. Remember that Jesus loves you.